don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it was another rough session for our markets today. And much like yesterday, started off looking like it was going to be a strong day, but the gains couldn't hold as the day went on. And that does now make back-to-back days of about faces from our market here. Like I said, going into the session, futures were up, opened higher, and even started to look like it was gaining a little traction after the open, only to reverse and finish at the lows of the day. And that really has been the story of this week, even though Tuesday's trading wasn't great from the beginning. We closed at the low or at or near the low of the day then as well. So that has really been the story of this week is the market being unable to hold on to their gains as bears look to take control here. <clears throat> but if you've been tuning in with us here, you know that we have been incredibly optimistic about this sell-off, even with the NASDAQ now dipping further into correction territory down over 11% from its highs from last November. But the moral of the story here is we are approaching a fantastic, what we see as a fantastic buying opportunity here, not only in our major indexes, but in our major sectors as well, which I'll get into here today for our sector watch because we see a lot of reasons to be positive here. And we covered some of those on our podcast this week, but a main one that we just got back today is sentiment. And today we got back the AAII, which is the Investors Sentiment Survey. One of the go-tos, and one of the best sentiment surveys out there. Uh, been around for a long time. Thousands upon thousands of investors poll in this every week. So it's been a good barometer for, for sentiment. And what did we get back this week? Some of the, the least bullish readings, as far as the bullish sentiment goes, since July of 2020, folks, that's all the way back to the early days of coronavirus insanity, the first few months of it there. So bulls this week falling another 3.9% from last week. Now just 21% of investors are bullish. <laughs> that may not sound that bad, but check out how many bears there are. 46% of investors are now bearish on this market, 32% neutral here as well. So a combined 78% of investors are either bearish or neutral on this market right now. And as contrarians, this is what we love to see. Now, there is a time where you don't want to see something like this, or well, the opposite of what we're seeing now. Let's say that we were in a 10% correction for the NASDAQ, the Dow, the S&P, any of the above, and bulls, we're still leading the pack bulls, still outweighed the bears. That would be a problem for us. That would be a major sell signal for us here if we hadn't sold already by that point. So as contrarians, again, we love to see this reading tells us again, when everybody's on one side of the market, we want to be going the other way. So we're approaching that type of an environment here right now, not necessarily seeing it in the fear and greed index uh, right now. We're just at a 52, I believe it was last, uh, yeah, which is neutral. Uh, but you know, this isn't a poll from investors. It's taken from all types, whether it's uh, the put call ratio, which has been elevated, was slightly elevated today, 
uh, but nothing major, nothing like the above ones that we've seen. Remember, the average there is for a 0.7 uh, for uh, call to put buying. So anything above a 0.7 tells you that people are getting bearish. So to get above a 1 is a pretty high reading. We're roughly in the 0.8 range all day today, so definitely to the bearish side. But again, the key one here is the AII Investor Sentiment Survey. As contrarians, we've been loving that. And, and you can see why there is so much fear in our market right now. We talked about this yesterday as well. Whether it's inflation fears or a policy error from the Federal Reserve on their rate hikes, uh, more and more so, especially after yesterday's abysmal press conference from Joe Biden. I mean, this guy can't put a coherent thought together outside of pre-planned, pre-packaged questions uh, that he is prepared for. Anything outside of that, you never know what you're going to get. What he said yesterday on Ukraine <clears throat> has a lot of people worried right now. So another brick here in our wall of worry. But you know, RV, we love a wall of worry and the market loves to climb a wall of worry. So the more bricks that we get, the higher that we can climb coming out of this. Uh, but it was back to the press conference for just a second because I tuned in for a little bit of it, recorded the podcast, came back, was surprised that it was still on. I think that it was his first solo press conference uh, in a, a long time and only like second or third since he became president. What a stark con uh, contrast that is to Trump who did solo press conferences, answered questions from the press really 24-7 whether it was on the lawn, the White House lawn, uh, or in front with the, the coronavirus task force stuff. He was up there taking questions, answering on the fly. I mean, so what a stark difference this is to this presidency where everything happens in the shadows. We all know Joe Biden is not the person running America. If you watch any of his interviews, you hope he's not the person running America, really, because uh, it, it Hard to believe, but it could be a little worse. It's, it's the people behind the scenes pulling the strings here, and that becomes more and more apparent every day as this sham presidency just continues to fall apart one day at a time here. But back to the markets here. As we see it, before we reach that buying opportunity that I'm talking about, which I firmly believe is going to be a phenomenal one, we're looking for one final flush from the market, a selling climax that tells us the bears and, and neutral investors for that matter are all on one side of the market. There's very few people left to sell or go short at that point. That's when we will be buyers. Much easier said than done, uh, but that is why we have the VRA investing system. Uh, so we have our targets lined up here. We're alerting our members today to what they are, and I'll cover a few of them here, but to get our full report on that, Join us for 14 free days at VRAinsider.com. Real easy. Go put in your email address. Come and join us for two free weeks uh, and get everything that, that we have to offer. Our special reports, our VRA portfolio, and of course, our daily updates where we cover all of this in depth. And I think it's a crucial time for people to be doing so right now. We don't typically talk about um, our newsletter is much here on the podcast, but that is the environment we're in. We see a massive opportunity coming here soon. So on that note, let's take a look at our markets on the day. As I mentioned earlier, started off the day all right, pretty strong actually, and looked to be getting stronger. 
until about midday. We took the turn and finished at the lows of the day. But check this out. You know, these are the kind of statistics that are a little obscure, kind of like when you're watching a sporting event, uh, especially like a baseball, like, hey, in the fifth inning with two strikes, this guy, and runners on second and third, this guy bats 600, right? I mean, it's... I mean, it's a statistic, it's real, but it doesn't really give you a whole lot going forward. But this one I found pretty interesting. January right now is averaging one of the worst performances in the, since 1982 for the final hour of trading, the bottom 1% of all months since 1982. But that's not necessarily a bad sign for the market. Previous times where this has happened, similar scenarios. The next three months moving forward, average gains are nearly double what the average month is otherwise. So these selling climaxes that we've seen into the close, not necessarily always bad. So that's what we're hopeful for here. That's what we think we will see. Again, we're looking for that flush to tell us, all right, the bears are all bared up. Bulls are, are gone. Now's the time to get into this market. Uh, and we are approaching extreme oversold almost on steroids from the VRA investing system. Whether you hit the top end extreme overbought on steroids or the bottom end, those are times when big reversals happen. That's what we're looking for here. Uh, but certainly didn't see it today as we closed at the lows of the day, like I've said a few times. But the Russell 2000 leading the way lower down 1.88% to 2024. We were followed there by the NASDAQ down 1.3% to 14,154. Next up was the S&P 500 down 1.1% to 4,482. And lastly, the Dow down just under 9 tenths of 1% to 34,715. Looking at our internals on the day today, early in this session, it looked like a pretty constructive session here. This is what we've been looking for is an improvement in the internals here as well. And we did see some improvement here, new 52 week highs, lows, namely, as we saw record numbers since uh, coronavirus insanity began of new lows on Tuesday. Yesterday was a little bit better and today was a little bit better here as well. So that number did hold up, hold up despite the sell off into the close, but our internals, much like our market, finished at or near their lows of the day, declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks, roughly three to one negative for the NYSE, about two to one negative for the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs and lows, as I mentioned earlier, a little bit better than we saw on Tuesday and Wednesday. We still had 646 stocks hitting 52-week lows on the NASDAQ. We talk about this here often, but for new listeners, got to cover it here. This metric has been manipulated some, not intentionally, but with SPACs being counted three times between the stock, warrants, and contracts, and the SPACs have just been crushed. Uh, so they're at 52-week lows, staying at 52-week lows. So that does increase the number of 52-week lows that we've seen, so not exactly an accurate re representation there, uh, but still not the numbers you want to see. We need some improvement there. And lastly here, volume coming in over three to one negative for the NYSE and just under two to one negative for the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day, again, not the action we would have liked to have seen, uh, finishing at the lows of the day for a lot of these here. But the bright spot, as I mentioned earlier, is that we are 
at or near extreme oversold levels for some of our favorite sectors here, namely tech, love tech, uh, have for a long time. But, and like I said, the NASDAQ is in correction territory here. Uh, the semis, similar boat, and then housing, which we've been extremely bullish on housing for some time. So like I said earlier, when we reach extreme oversold levels or overbought for that matter, that's typically when you're looking for a reversal based off the VRA investing system. Uh, so if we get that washout day, those are some of the sectors we're looking at very closely here. I will point out though, energy is our other, probably our other favorite sector other than outside of the miners, which is not one of the S&P 500 sectors. Um, energy stocks are still at, excuse me, are still at extreme overbought readings despite being down the last two sessions. So we'll be a little patient uh, with that group, but we are uh, still positioned there right now in individual names. Uh, so looking at our S&P 500 sectors, we finished with one out of our 11 sectors higher on the day. That was utilities. And then our laggards on the day were consumer discretionary, materials, and technology. We also, interesting to see utilities up on the day because the 10-year was up slightly, uh, just by three-tenths of 1% now to 1.83 on the 10-year yield. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold, now down about two-tenths of 1% to 1839 an ounce. And if you tuned into yesterday's podcast, you saw the miners were up big yesterday and looked pretty good at the start of today for GDX. It got above its 200-day moving average briefly before falling into the close and finishing at the lows of the day. So not what you want to see, but we've seen a lot of improvement from that group, and that is one that we look forward to play some massive catch up in 2022. Silver down as well by 1.2% to $24.52 an ounce. Copper up today. Oh, I'm sorry, silver was up. I've said down, I meant up by 1.2%. Uh, copper up though as well by 1.35% to $4.53 a pound. And oil now down 1.66% to $84.38 a barrel. Finally for today, Bitcoin now up as well, 2.18% to 42,537 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. And as I mentioned earlier, join us for 14 free days. We see some big opportunities approaching here. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.